Hey guys, welcome to Bagging the Boardcast, episode number 389. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out June 5th, 2019. Let's get ready to read! And we followed up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're going to head over to our collective bookcase and we're going to pick up a trade for our usually monthly trade-in policy review. And this time we're going to be talking about DC Comics Earth 1, Volume 1 of Green Lantern. And uh, before we get anywhere else in the podcast, it's time for our beer reviews. We all have uh, different beers, and I'm going to start us off with... Middle Ages Single Batch 35. This is a New England IPA, dry hopped with Azeka, Citra, and Mosaic. And this is uh, pretty, pretty nice. Uh, Middle Ages came out this last year, you know, 2018 swinging. They've really kind of gotten forgotten about. Um, they were getting taken off of uh, I think in my beer store. They got taken off their, our shelves. We weren't carrying anything. And um, when I saw that they started doing this and kind of jumping into the new era of beers versus kind of sticking with that old English beers, um, I've been checking them out and have been trying them, and they've all been very good. This one has really nice kind of um, cantaloupe, melony uh, taste to it. Um, it's super hazy and it's got like a nice like like a bite to it it just has like a body to it real like thickness to it which is nice Ooh. I like it thick <sighs> I, like <laughs> rich body. I like bite that's why I liked Bark Soup here back in the 90s <laughs> Bark's nice. had bite I saw it on the commercials I, I didn't believe it and then I tried it and they they delivered I'm drinking a nice round, like a very round flavored uh, IPA. And this is uh, Hamburg Brewery's Just Saying, Volume 1. Uh, this is going to be their new rotating IPA series where it's going to be uh, a drink fresh kind of thing, like a lot of breweries are doing. Uh, four beers this year. Uh, cool. Uh, their first volume is We're Having Fun, Damn It. And apparently they're going to name all the beers over thing about uh, name things. With uh, sayings they hear around the brewery. So apparently we're having fun, damn it, is one of those common phrases. That's how we name a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And uh, I'll, this is a nice, rich, uh, big mouthfeel, like John was talking about with his beer, uh, Citra Hop Forward IPA. This is what I look for in a Citra Hop IPA. Very nice, smooth, easily crushable, but still a big mouthfeel, like... It's 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 the best thing Hamburg's put out in like I don't know how how long. Uh, last year they started playing around with these New England beers and they were letting their like assistant brewer kind of um, run with it, and uh, he was doing a great job. I think um, I had their beer like back in August and it was like the third version they had done of a New England style IPA. And it gave me a reason to want to go back to Hamburg. Hamburg is a beautiful location to go and sit and have a beer. And I haven't really wanted to go because there hasn't been any beers from them I've liked. But that would be a beer that I'd go, yeah, I'm going to go sit down and have that beer. 
Um, every time I do go back to Buffalo, I always stop by Hamburg with my mom. It's one of the places that we always like to go. Um, back before my grandmother passed away, she liked to go there too, and it's the exact same reasons. It's a great place to go, just sit and have a beer. The last couple times, I haven't been overly wowed by the stuff that they have, but they've had some just good, solid, drinkable stuff. Like I haven't disliked any of it, but no, this sounds really cool. Um, is this going to be available pretty much for like that, like two, three months before they release like volume two, or is it just like, hey, we made this one time. Once it's gone, it's gone. Pretty much, I think they're due, they did one batch to see how it went, and I think they did a second batch, a second wave of it, okay. um, just because it was so successful for them. Gotcha. So I'll probably be able to try, like, volume two or three when I'm up in October then, but... Yeah, definitely. Whoop, whoop. Something something to discuss. And uh, let me know, and I'll talk to Ricky, and we'll uh, go get a tour with your mom at the brewery. Oh, cool. Thanks, Ricky. Uh well, you guys are drinking. He's so fine. You guys are drinking some big and rich beers. Uh, Coincidentally enough, so am I. And this is actually coming from Southern Tier Brewing, and this is part of their Blackwater series. And this is the Nitro S'mores Imperial Milk Stout. Um, I've only seen this once at my beer store, and it was in cans uh, because it is the nitro's type. I don't know if they have this available as just like the regular Blackwater series and the four pack nope. bottles. No, okay, that's fine because man, this is just like a nice chocolatey richness on it um it's a sipper i'm drinking it a little bit fast today just because i really haven't had anything to drink today and i had like half a bag of super strong salt and vinegar chips last night after i got home from work and like i'm still feeling it in my mouth like it's just raw but i'm still getting all this just wonderful like chocolate flavor there's a nice like maltiness i don't know if it's from the graham crackers because yes this is actually brewed with graham crackers and vanilla it is a delicious beer and uh it's not overly sweet and the nitro i think helps cut some of that sweetness i actually think most of their blackwater series now is going to be coming out in the um the nitro cans you know what i'd be okay with that because like a nitro samoa this i think would be fantastic yeah uh when i brought this beer home when it first came out um and i had it with caitlin uh she was like this is the creamiest beer i've ever had (laughs) it's really good it's pretty creamy no i've this was uh, and well this and my next beer were stuff that i picked up just to have in my refrigerator but i saved one can of each for if uh i needed something for a show and i didn't have anything to drink so so i'm glad i was uh able to dip into them and discuss it because i finished my other ones I think before I actually went on vacation. But speaking of vacation, something people do over summer vacation is go to the movies. Paul, I'm throwing it over to you because what's the time for? Oh, it's time for the summer movie Brockbuster Bracketbuster Breakdown! Uh, Breaking down all the uh, the, uh, domestic box office opening weekends uh, from the website uh, boxofficemojo.com. And we had, last weekend, opening up Godzilla, King of Monsters. He roared in with his atomic breath with $47.8 million opening weekend. Uh, the previous weekend, which we didn't record during, but uh, Aladdin, you know, stole people's hearts. Uh, the Prince of Thieves that he is. Uh, opening weekend, not including holiday weekend days, of $91.5 million. 
And just in case you wanted a little bit of counter-programming and wanted to uh, go get a scare, uh, Burn Bright, the... Why am I forgetting his name? Sean Gunn? James Gunn. His brother? Yeah. James Gunn. And it, isn't it Brightburn? Brightburn. Brightburn. What do I keep on calling it? You keep it? calling Bright? it Burn Bright. What, what's the thing that John always messes, messes up on? Dark Knight. <laughs> Dar- it was so, Darkest so, Night, and I called Dark Knight. Yeah. So Br- Brightburn, right, opened up with a, with a cool uh, 7.8 million opening weekend so there's there's the bracket breakdown cool and none of those Ooh. movies have had their their counterpoints come up yet right yeah that's why i just did it like the bracket breakdown uh we're it's still early going in the game still anybody's game gotcha. i don't think I any just... of those numbers are on you know i could see any like godzilla is going up against it chapter two I could see it making more than fifty million. I think Aladdin and Lion King, because those are the two that are going up against each other, is probably going to be like the closest one. But yeah, I actually I got to see Aladdin the other night. Um, I went Sunday to check it out before I had to go back to work on Monday, and I really dug it. It's it's Aladdin. It's not a movie that needs to exist, but they did a great job of adapting it into live action. Like I have no complaints about it. I I really dug it. See, I. I kind of felt the same way about the new Beauty and the Beast, but then I end up watching the live-action Beauty and the Beast more because I, you know, it's on Netflix mm-hmm. versus the one that I haven't. I own them both on Blu-ray, DVD, whatever. But uh, yeah, I end up watching uh, the live-action Beauty and the Beast more than the animated one. Hmm. No, I, I so like maybe... I like Beast's uh, "Lonely, Lonely uh, Le Miz song that he sings. It, it grew on me. It, it grew on me too, honestly. I'm I'm up, I'm with him in that lonely tower, it, as you fade from view. And uh, probably for the uh, 2001 movie block, blockbuster bracket buster, uh, we'll have uh, a Batman film, and that will be uh, with James uh, Patterson. Robert right? Patterson. Yeah, 2021. 2021. Yeah. Robert Patterson. Uh, has been cast as uh, Bruce Wayne. And, um, I don't know, wow. the internet didn't seem to go totally crazy. Um, corners of it have, but I don't want to say maybe people are starting to learn their lesson, because I remember back when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker and people were freaking out about it. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit last episode, because it was rumored. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind it. Like I said, I've only seen him in the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. He did okay yep. in that as Cedric Diggory. I'm not a Twilight fan. I guess he, even he didn't like those movies, so you know what? I'll, I'll wait and see on this one, I guess. And by wait and see, it's going to be like, I don't know if I'll see it because I'm still really far behind on all the DC stuff besides Wonder Woman and Shazam. Uh, yeah, he's he's done a lot of really good indie films, and he's worked with a lot of good directors. And he changes his like he really does change his appearance for every the, all these films. So you do, he's almost unrecognizable in some of the films that he's been doing lately. Well, someone um, I someone I work with was actually like, oh, well, I don't see him being like Batman because Batman's too bulky. And actually, I was like, well, Christian Bale did The Machinist right before he did Batman Begins. And she didn't know what that movie was, so I pulled up pictures of Christian Bale like <laughs> during that movie, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Yeah, like he had to bulk up and gain like two hundred pounds of muscle, and like 
three months or something ridiculous. Like he put his body through hell, but it is possible just with diet and training. Like you can add that mass. Well, he just added saying that Gal Gadot. Oh, go ahead, John. I was just going to say he just put he put all that weight on to play Dick Cheney, and I just saw him for the new movie uh, Ford versus Ferrari, and he looks like his normal weight. Like I'm like man, man's insane. Just boom, boom, boom. Like, that fluctuation is insane with that guy. His body has to hate him. I was going to say, yeah, people were upset with, uh, they said Gal Gadot wasn't, you know, full-bodied enough to play Wonder Woman, and she did an excellent job. It's probably still the best DC movie, uh, Wonder Woman. So, yeah. it's, let's, you know, what a, it's a good movie. I don't care who's playing them, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, I mean, if you think about it, you know, uh, George Clooney, Val Kilmer, even Michael Keaton didn't look jacked, you know, as Bruce Wayne. You know, it's just... Yeah, but I, those weren't good movies. I think Keaton was a... I mean, Keaton did a great yeah. job as Batman. It's just... It's being able to portray him in the mask. The only person who was huge and bulky was was Affleck, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Uh, that wasn't a good movie either. What was uh, what was the news you had about the Russo brothers, Paul? Oh, that's something that uh, Chris brought to my attention, and that Netflix and the Russo brothers have uh, come together to announce they are going to be directing an animated series based off the collectible card game from Wizards of the Coast, or from uh, Yep, Wizards of the Coast. Right. Yes, Wizards of the Coast, uh, aka Hasbro, and that is Magic: The Gathering. So they're going to. Tell some crazy stories with these crazy characters. I've read a few of the comic books. Uh, normally, they deal with the planeswalkers, yep. who are kind of like your generals in the game. Uh, since you are playing, when you play, you play as this great wizard. Well, the, that that's kind goes. of that's kind of changed. Oh, has yeah. The well, because that's what it used to be. Like you were a wizard, and your deck was your spell book. Um, yeah. You are also now like a planeswalker. And so you ally with yeah, like the other they're player. allying allying with you. Like when you summon the planeswalker card, mm-hmm. they kind of sit off to the side of your board, and that's why they have the loyalty counters because the loyalty works. If you ask them to do something that they like to do, it's the positive. If it's something that they don't want to do or drains their like allegiance to you, that's when it's like one of the negative ones. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, these are basically characters that exist in the Magic the Gathering universe now that all have stories. They all come from different like planes, which are different worlds, um, coming together to like face various threats. Uh, I didn't realize Magic really had too much lore until a couple of years ago, and now that I'm playing it a little bit more actively through the online version Magic the Gathering Arena, I'm kind of interested in it. Um, it sounds pretty cool. And the fact that they're bringing in someone like the Russo brothers, who just came off of one of the biggest movies of all time, after doing one of the other biggest movies of all times, shows that Hasbro, Wizards of the Coast, and Netflix are taking this very serious. Um, It's going to be an animated series. I think it's going to be a little bit more adult animated series than some of the other stuff that we've gotten off of Netflix. Um but I know the animation's being done by Hasbro's AllSpark animation. AllSpark, of course, tied to Transformers. I haven't seen anything else that they've done, so I kind of wanted to research that to get like a visual style to see if it's more like 2D flat or if it's kind of like a 3D rendered or something in between, maybe. But 
I, saw, I heard uh, someone I'm clicking. On Wiki- yep, I'm on Wikipedia right now. Uh, oh, they are a uh, predecessor, Hasbro Entertainment. So, yes, they are owned by Hasbro. So that's where AllSpark comes from. So they're uh, all background films. Nothing makes sense. Okay, they're uh, they did well because they're going way back to Hasbro Entertainment, so Transformers Prime, uh, Little's Pet Shop, Micronauts. I don't think I've seen any of these movies. Blazing Team, Masters of Yo. Quando. Yo, Quando. Micronauts? Yeah, I, I, yeah. What? I don't know. It's whoa, 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 whoa. Something... They did a live-action television, Taylor Swift, Journey to Fearless, which is one of the best uh, behind-the-scenes tour uh, tour documentaries out there. So there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> so so Paul's already signed up for this. But it, I don't know. They, they also did a Family Game Night. Was one of their things that they did live yeah. action, and that was a. Fun and show. Uh, did we have we had one other thing for news? What was it? Uh, the other big thing was we just got the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge over at Disneyland over in California. Coming up in August, we'll have the opening here in Orlando at Walt Disney World at Hollywood Studios. Uh, it looks absolutely it looks so amazing. Cool. I love Disney. I love Disney stuff. I've never been to Disneyland and. The way I am is like I kind of want to keep some of that mystique. I I've never really looked into what's over in Disneyland, so when I do eventually get to go there, it'll be new and fresh. But I have sat down and read so many articles and watched so many videos about uh, Galaxy's Edge because I I need to experience this. And the one we're getting here in Orlando is going to be like a one to one carbon copy. And man, there's some uh, really cool. My stuff. wife doesn't understand how excited i am for this and especially like the 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 build your own lightsaber um thing and i just i'm trying to i'm just trying to explain it to her i'm like you don't get it like do you remember that when we went and we had that photo with chewbacca and when i left i almost cried like there's a deep-seated thing about star wars inside me that i i just i love it so much and to have this experience, she's like, don't you want to wait and do it with, like, Grayson? And I'm like, no. I want this <laughs> I want this lightsaber <laughs> for me to be built the way that I want it. Because if I went with my yeah. child and we got one, it would be his design for it. And it would look like shit. And it wouldn't be mine. But I can do my own. And then when he's old enough, we take him and he gets his. He gets to build it however he wants. But don't take that away from me. Don't make me wait five years. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No, that's the thing. Like, I I can't wait to do and this. Grayson too. might hate. Star Wars. Uh, well, he's already it watched Jedi. He's already watched uh, Empire Strikes Back, Solo, and Last Jedi. So he's doing all right for a five month old. Yeah, but like with the with the lightsabers, I I need to do this too. They do cost two hundred dollars, but it is a hand built buy you like choosing different pieces to piece together it's made out of metal so it's not one of those like cheap plastic ones you would get that's the thing like everyone said is just like Uh, and it's a whole experience the weight of the thing in your hand you're like yeah this is worth the two hundred dollars plus the experience yeah and then as somebody that's you know has been inside the craft your own build your own lightsaber uh, arena 
uh, you know, I built, you guys know. And I actually was one of the very first posts I ever uh, written articles I ever did for BeggingBoardcast.com or BeggingBoard.com. Um, you can easily spend more than $200 when you want to build your own lightsaber. And that's like craft going out and buying components. Uh, and these look just as good as anything that you can craft, you know, go out online and buy the, uh, the control boards for the LED lights and all that jazz. So 200 bucks is not a bad price for what you're getting. It really isn't. The Force, those Force FX, the uh, replica ones, are 120 dollars. Yeah, and that's just so. like you're buying Luke's, which they do have those for sale as well. Plus, there is a droid building workshop, too, where you can piece together your that's own R2 cool. or BB unit. Um, other stores based gonna... off of the First Order or the Resistance, classic, um, classic merchandise, restaurants that sell themed like food and drinks i need to experience uh, the, all of the it, thing though. that like it's like it's weighing on me i'm gonna spend 200 dollars on this lightsaber do i spend like 75 dollars for the flight of beers did you guys see this it's it's that comes in the rancor teeth that comes in the rancor teeth a wooden um thing that the teeth sit in like it's like well i don't need that but it's so cool See, and that's the thing. I would like, split it with you. What? That's the thing. Like, but I wouldn't want the rancor. You can just like you can just care. buy the flight oh, as it is if you yep. want to like sample it. But seventy five dollars gets you like the four or five pours, and it's all beers that are brewed for Galaxy's Edge. But you get to take home like the board and the yeah. ceramic rancor. Yeah, it's teeth, like it's like, like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It's like just it's normal beers. It's nothing too crazy right now, at least. Um, no, it's. It's stuff oh, the, the one the one article I read said it was just Ooh. like regular beers. But anyways, who? All I want to say is Chris. At this moment, no, um, I, I will you, you wait? The one, sorry, will you wait until January you, and we can go build been. our lightsabers together? I can try. It's going to depend because don't make him. Don't take it away from him, John. It's something that's don't super be the exciting. Well, I'm not going to tell him. Hey, don't do do that crystal. Put this handle here. <laughs> I we'll, we'll see. I because I want to go. I'll I might go, but I'll wait until you're here to do the. Yeah, the well, that's fine. I'm not, that? I, I am. I'll I'll, I'll I'll survey the scene. I'll fly into Batuu. I would never keep you mission. from going to the Star Wars thing. I just you know I thought just best friends building lightsabers together would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Can I be a plus one for somebody? Because you're only allowed to bring in one other person. Yeah, it, it is very do. small. They only allow um, fourteen people to make their lightsaber at a time and each person can bring in one extra person to watch them build it since i already you know i, I like i'm not going to replace the my custom my built one I, I would only spend money to improve the one that i've built mm. so but i would love to be in that room because seeing the experience online i kind of yeah. want to experience it with you guys so i yeah, want to be somebody's sense. plus one yeah yeah checks out but, uh, John, if you want to scroll back through the bagging board message that we have, um, one of the things that I sent a couple days ago was someone stole one of oh, the, yeah, I saw it. the menus from Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, those I are the beers that are brewed for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to get my two, uh, two drinks maximum the blue and milk, like, drink, whatever the, not the, the, the plant-based milk one, but there's, like, a cocktail that looks like it's made out of the blue milk. I want that. But uh, 
The other thing uh, I that I all. want is uh, the book's oh. coming out June 5th, 2019. Yeah, you I want actually all don't. the books. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's uh, why I said that. Because you said that nothing is worth coming out. Guys, you guys have got me so pumped, so excited for Galaxy's Edge, that uh, Marvel's been publishing a comic book based on this. Did you know that? I, I did, because I looked at my books today to be like, hey, what's coming out that I want to buy? And I was like, oh, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So uh, I, I want to pick up, they have a second printing of uh, Galaxy's Edge, number one. So I think that's going to be my book, unless, Chris, did you already well, say that was going to be I'm your book? Really no, so- I, that's not mine, but... You had something else I'm just surprised me, so you're not doing uh, the Hunger, Archie, the Hunger, and Veronica crossover book. Ooh. I didn't well, see now that. you can't buy it. I'm going to have to... No, I'm gonna... I'll still buy it. Like, I always scroll down to the very bottom of the Diamond Select page looking for Vampironica to see when the next one's coming out. And, uh, you know... When we're doing the show, because otherwise I won't look at comic books at all, honestly. I don't, you know. But, uh, yeah, I'll pick that up, too. That sounds awesome. Maybe I'll log out of this account here and then log into my account so I can mm. actually buy my books. While you guys are talking Chris, about your books. what book are you books. looking forward to? Well, John, do you remember a couple of years ago when we got Marvel Zombies and then that spun off into multiple side Yeah, wasn't it like 10 years ago? <laughs> It was a while ago. Uh, did you know DC started doing Deceased. their own thing recently called Deceased? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know about this because, like I said, I've been bad about reading comic books. Um, it's on we me. Took, we, took a, we took a Do good hiatus. Be you know, a couple months off the show. Yeah, but but this week, Deceased number two comes out. Uh, so I'm going to grab that with number one. That'll also be my submission for this month's monthly look back when we do June 2019. Um, but yeah, there's been a technovirus that's knocked out 600 million people on Earth. And it's up to the surviving DC superheroes and villains to figure out what's going on and fight back against it. I don't expect this to be great. It is written by Tom Taylor, who has done multiple things that I have enjoyed. Um, but it's just a dumb fun kind of comic book and I don't pick up too much of those anymore since I stopped buying all the um like multi like crossover yeah. title type things uh, and I am looking forward to uh, War of the Realms Journey into Mystery number two and this has come out probably about three months ago uh, but I picked up number one because it is written by the McElroys um, three brothers and their father have worked together to write this. Uh, they are podcasters that I enjoy listening to. Um, I first started listening to them on the Adventure Zone, where all four of them play D and D together, and the first like seventy episodes are amazing. Uh, after that, it kind of loses its magic a little bit, and then um. The McElroy brothers do a podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me, which I have just been cruising through all the uh, all the episodes of that. It's kind of my new favorite podcast. And the four of them got together and wrote a comic book that stars um, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, uh, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, Wonder Man, Balder the Brave, Thor's brother, and uh, they are trying to protect 
Thor's baby sister who was just born. And it seems over-the-top kind of crazy and fun. It starts with all of them in a Winnebago being chased by, like, a semi-truck that's on fire and with hell demons. And there's a uh, talking, like, demonic dog that's helping them. It's crazy, kind of over-the-top fun. And um, I picked up the first issue because... I saw that it was written by uh, the podcast that I list, like to listen to and um, haven't gotten around to buying issue two. And there was really nothing. It was just pulling. I'd be really be reaching to find a book this week. So why not um, buy issue two, three, and four for, uh, for this week? Hmm. Uh, I haven't really followed up on the War of the Realms crossover event, but everything that I've seen when I've been browsing comic books coming out kind of makes me stop and look at it and be like, oh, that that seems kind of cool. I feel like I just got so burned on reading comic book crossover events that it pushed me off from stuff that I might enjoy. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my stance for, I think, the entire run of this podcast, which is uh, next month, 10 years, was um, why are you guys buying Marvel crossover events? Um... <laughs> but here's something that I also am going to be buying, hopefully again, is from Sloop Brewing, and this is their Techno Viking. This is um, a 6% IPA brewed with milk sugar, malted wheat, and flaked wheat. And if I said the last beer had a nice melon taste, this is like cantaloupe honeydew an even better body than the one before. Uh, this beer is absolutely delicious. And, um, yeah, I, I'm glad I have another can in the uh, fridge. I'm sorry, I, I have to drink mine quickly. So that does sound... What That's is a, it again, John? Because uh, I might want to well, pick it up. it's Sloop sold out. So Brewings what? I, uh... So good uh, luck. Maybe if you're... Maybe Nerd. If you're, that's two sloops in a row a that you picked boy, up. I'll uh, share my can tomorrow with you. But you better be a sweet boy. Remember before we started what? the show, you were a dick to me? What? <laughs> I was trying to be fine. Well, Paul, you don't have to drink yours too quick because I, uh, oh, I can take a second to sip on mine before you know you have okay. to throw it over to you. I was, I was very busy. Picking out the uh, panel for uh, the look back for the. Uh, I could hear you reading. frantically typing, and then like I got the messages like, "Oh, okay, that's what it was." <laughs> yep. Um, no, but I'm drinking from Left Hand Brewing their Peach Beerlini Rattler. Um, uh, seasonal beer. I picked this up because I was coming up on being on vacation, and I wanted just some stuff to have for porch drinking, and I thought this sounded delightful and. It's like just picking up a peach, biting into it, and then just taking a sip of like a lager after it. It's very light. It's got that nice little fuzziness on it. Crisp, refreshing. It's a re really good taste. Um, it was available in a six-pack of cans. I thought I only had one left. Turns out there's another one in there, which I'm actually happy about. Um, it's a low ABV. It's only at 4.1%, so this is definitely something you can take outside and keep with you or pass off to uh, somebody you know the kid mowing your from? lawn I'm sorry whatever. I missed it oh nice left hand mm. brewing yeah it's 
It's really nice. It's got a nice, nice little peach pop on it. I took another sip uh, while Harpoon you were asking. Harpoon has a Georgia peach I... out right now that's really peachy and really nice. I I think it's like the six pack is only maybe like nine or ten dollars. So it wasn't bad, but I'm definitely worth picking up, keeping in the fridge for a uh, a hot summer day. Or if you're going out, I'm gonna look in. Uh, I'm gonna it. look in my. In my uh, orders and see if I can get that in, because that sounds good. Paul. Are you, are you, Paul? Oh, yeah, this is a beer that I've been sipping on trying to figure out how I feel about it. And that's. Uh, <laughs> and that's, uh, that's the I, I know where he's coming from, because it's a beer called Beer Mosa, and you're like, Why? Yeah, Mimosa IPA, and uh, this is from Ellicottville uh, Brewing Company, who have enjoyed a lot of their uh, Tall Boy IPAs. Uh, but this, it's it's light. I'm not getting my, as much flavor. Maybe I drank it in the wrong order. Maybe that's on me. Because just saying, big, full-flavored. This is light. I'm like I'm searching for the flavor. I'm search. I'm like looking for the fun. <laughs> In this beer, see, now, it's not bad. Would, would you say it's a mimosa IPA? I envision it as like a root style IPA, like, like yeah, almost like that. It's got like bubbles, orange, like, like a, pulp like a in citrus. it. Yeah, it's it's, like su- hazy. it's super hazy. It looks like orange juice yeah. in your glass. It's a well made New England style IPA. The name saying mimosa in it, you're looking for effervescence and you're looking for a big citrus pop, and you don't get those. Mm-hmm. It's a well crafted beer. Mm-hmm. It's a nice beer. If it had any other name, it would be nice. it'd be better because you're tasting that you're tasting it and you're expecting something and you're just getting a good beer. This it, it's on par with the Hamburg beer, really, but its name makes you th- want more out of it and it doesn't deliver it. I do. It gives it. It has a nice orange way at the aftertaste. Way at the I end, I feel like I just took. Go ahead. Yeah, way at the end, like I feel like I had some uh, uh, toast and marmalade, and you know, but now it's like after I've since the last time I talked, like that's when it comes through. So yeah, uh, I don't think it's bad, but I think you're right, John. It, it, it's name lends itself to bigger promises than it delivers. Somebody needs to turn their volume down on their phone. Yeah, I know. Oh, it wasn't, no, I I know. Was say, it wasn't me. Paul, Paul, I just Paul saw it pop constantly up. used to be like, oh, you can't turn your ringer off? Well, yeah, because he would yeah, actually get like me. Like, actual phone calls and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody likes me. Everybody knows that. Uh, but let's talk about. <laughs> Read the reviews, John. I was gonna. Online. I was gonna throw we'll that into. Uh, I was gonna say like, but let's talk about something we all liked, which is our uh, our book that we're gonna review. But we got a dramatic reading, don't we? Never talk about the dramatic reading before you do the dramatic reading, John. I was throwing. I was throwing the dramatic Long reading out joke. there. Paul, Paul, no, you weren't. Paul, what, John? be a sweet huh? boy. Do the dramatic reading. <laughs> and now, the Bagden Broadcast presents a dramatic reading 
from Vampironica, issue 5, page 1, panel 1. And that was a dramatic reading from Vampironica. Issue I do five, want to say, page it's one, I panel one, isn't it? Yeah, but I wasn't. It, it is, but I was inspired by Dean uh, <laughs> Parmesan. <laughs> Arrested Development reference. Besides, I can't. I can't. I my my voice is too honestly too low. That I E and I, I couldn't tell who read it. Like I didn't know. I was like, Ooh, who actually read this? <laughs> Because the last thing I saw was who's reading, and then John's like, "Oh, who didn't shut off their phone?" So I didn't check my phone, and apparently, that's when it was decided. Well, no worries, because you know what we decided on a long time ago, and we finally got around to doing it. Reading Earth One Green Lantern. Exactly. Um, we've actually read, I think, all of these except for the Batman Volume Correct. Two for the show. Um. Which I still want to pick that up eventually, but uh, next in the line is Green Lantern, Earth One, Volume One. And this is written by Gabriel Hardman with uh, Karina Bacheco, with art by Gabriel Hardman. They're actually a husband and wife creative team, um, which I didn't know because, spoilers for how I felt about this book, after I finished reading this, I was like, what else have these people done? Because I really enjoyed this. And then I was like, oh, like... They've worked together on other stuff I've read before. Turns out it's other things I enjoyed. Yeah, they were a name that I totally didn't I, I didn't know at all, and it was the same thing. I looked into it was like, what else have they done? Because right off the bat, first couple pages, I was like, ugh, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, oh no, this is really, really well done. This is really good. Yeah, it it starts off with Hal Jordan being like an interstellar miner, and I was getting big um, alien. What should I call it? Uh, a- alien, and then the oh, uh, Bruce Willis Armageddon. movie Armageddon. Yeah, I was like <laughs> getting Armageddon vibes from it, and I was like, oh, okay. And it wasn't until after everything kind of goes downhill after they find the the ring in the spaceship on the meteor that they're mining um i really dug that it's hell jordan i mean as always every time we do a review whether it's look back or trading policy spoilers are in effect here guys uh when he's looking for the core without a core i i really dug this and then after they get kind of captured and then hey guess what he's back to space mining I don't know, like, something about this book just kind of sang to me, and I really hope they do, a like, a volume two of this, because this isn't your typical kind of Hal Jordan. It's This is a Hal Jordan that's not that brash kind of pilot. Like, he's just, he's a dude that's in it for the job. Like, he's there trying to get that overtime if they can finish this job before, like, this other company uh, can get to it. Go ahead, Paul. Are we See, I took him as a guy that had nothing left to go back to. He's just disillusioned in the world. Like, well, he's he's told like, they, oh, we can go back to Earth, and he's like, I, but that's I'm not going back. That's different from hell, though. Like, that's yeah. 
Because this is and, he's, and it's he's true. Just, it, he's it's just there. Different... Like he's there for the job. Like, he's like that's that's what he does. He's doing it because he doesn't want to go back to Earth because he's run away from Earth because of what he allowed himself to you know be used as you know when he was part of NASA and they go through it and I thought it was really a really great characterization of a guy that's yeah, and tired like of running. The, the big thing too is it, it, is his motivation of why he ran away is also his motivation to help Kilwog and help be a Green Lantern and help find other people to help stop which I think is great that the villain for this first book is the Manhunters and it's not just Sinestro it's not that that whole setup that we all know but it is taking part of that mythos that is the Manhunters that were the the the, the creation of, of Oa uh, to replace the Lanterns I think it would have been really easy for them to have gone with the Sinestro route just because he he's such a recognizable villain people know him like people love him like it would have been a mm-hmm. an easy fix but I'm glad glad they kind of started off a little bit slower and quieter with the Manhunters because it it works just as like a holy crap here's this I I don't want to say like earthbound mortal because he's been working as like a meteorite miner uh, but just that, like, oh, there's more out there. It 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 really opens it up at the end of the book. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you yeah. go ahead. No. Go ahead, John. No, go ahead. All right. No, I I thought this was a good introduction, and every time that Sinestro was like in the panels, being like, "No, we should just kill all the uh, miners. It's fine." It's like, like, oh, they're definitely setting up for volume two right here, right now. Uh, yeah, and the, I mean, there is, there's a twist towards the end, um, and I thought that was even, that was even a good twist. And like, uh, to me, like, I, I don't, I don't know if you're gonna see, like, is Sinestro gonna be the big villain or the thing that is that could connect with Hal, or is it gonna be? you know the that twist ending with the the yellow rings like who knows who knows who knows if we're going to get this but i would without a doubt i bought i bought digitally this book on sale um one we were talking about doing it and two it was a green lantern it was the green lantern version of this so i bought it without any hesitation when i saw it on sale but i would pay full price for for this book I think this is the best Earth one that we've gotten. And number two would be that Superman book. Because I think this is the best the best taking the mythos and lore of Hell Jordan, Green Lantern, and the Green Lantern Corps, and taking all that and really putting a nice spin on it. I think the Superman one is is the second best because they did do kind of the same thing, but it's still very Superman-y, where this is a little less Hell Jordanery. Yeah. Um, when you first said this is your favorite with Superman being number two, I was kind of taken aback because I've really enjoyed the Superman one, but it's been years since I've gone back to read it or even reread it. Because um, last time I reread it was I think before we did volume two and have read it 
since we did volume three. Um, but this was really good. I think it was definitely better than the last two Teen Titans or the Wonder Woman one. Um, mm-hmm. While while we were kind of doing some quick talking, I googled to see if they had mentioned what the next ones were. The other two that have been announced were uh, Aquaman Earth One by Francis Manipal, but then also the Flash Earth One by oh who was it? It was like J. Michael Straczynski. Yes. Um, which I, again, those two are ones that I'd be looking forward to. I think of them, the Francis Manipal Aquaman one would be the one that I'd be most excited for. Is he doing art too? But I, yeah, that'd be a beautiful yes. book. Uh, this one, I think, I think this is definitely up there on my list. I don't know if I can say I like it more than Superman since I haven't read that one in a while, but I would definitely put it over. Batman, Two Titans, or Wonder Woman. Oh, you know that Wonder Woman two as a, as a series, this would probably be my number two. Wonder Woman two came out too. That we, I think so. Oh, d- did it? Did it? I, I, are we sure? I know they had like Matter. announced it, and I was surprised I that it was already out. like, oh, that's official after like waiting for Volume One for so long. But okay, I mean, I I would still pick it up though, just because. I didn't hate Wonder Woman Volume 1. Like, the only one of these that I have actively disliked was the Batman one. But even then, like, I would still give Volume 2 a shot because it's just... I think I I prefer Batman over the Wonder Woman one. See, I'm with Chris. I'd rather read the Wonder Woman versus... Oh, it's Batman. I did not like that first volume of Batman. Yeah, volume two's out. Um, and it's been years. Yeah, volume... volume oh, Wonder Woman? Volume one and volume two. Wow. For Earth One are out. Yeah, but... Or I could just go back and read the new 52 versions of Wonder Woman, which was great. So Yeah, but... And that's the thing with Earth One, is, like, I expect this to be, like... Like, I understand... These characters are now just intellectual property designed to strip down and sell to the general audiences as movies. If I got a movie based on this book for Green Lantern Earth One, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, I'd be like, they made changes that I wouldn't like. Killwog now being a scientist instead of being like, listen up, you posers. Like, and Good doing his uh, like uh, best drill sergeant impression. Like, I'd be like, ah, that's not real well, Killwog. Here's the thing, though. I'd, I'd be okay, because I liked this Killwog. I liked him kind of be like, no, that's a Mantender. Like, how did you kill a man? And he still like, that showed possible. him how to use his ring. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think you could still, if they did adapt this as a movie, you could still have that growth of Killwog through, through the, you know, "Quote unquote franchise," like if they decide to like keep going forward with it, like you could have him be that. And we got that version already. That epitome of like no, yeah, didn't wasn't great. Didn't I? I forget that movie exists. Uh, But it's a stark contrast between between Earth One and then the Green Lantern that we've gotten recently from Grant Morrison, Liam Sharp. This is the Green Lantern that I would want to be read if you want like a bold reinvention of Green Lantern, I think this is a much better 
version of it than the actual Green Lantern book that we're getting now. And it has the same, like, the artist yeah. feel is very similar, but the art on this is be- way better. Agreed. Um, just when I was looking for books to pick for this week for the list, I saw Green Lantern number 7 or 8 or whatever was coming out, so I just clicked on it to be like, oh, well, you know, it's the Grant Morrison. And mm-hmm. the uh, solicitation for it was, oh like Sir Hal of the Lantern travels to fantasy world to do battle with like a knight and I'm like that's not a book that I want to read this you've put me off of Green Lantern more than anything else has put and the me cover off of Green is uh, him ever. in Green Arrow shooting at the the thing together but yeah if you, if you want to read a good Green Lantern book right now I would say pick up Earth 1 Yeah, I, I I like it. I I feel like they did Earth One things. You like, oh, we got to make Hillwog a scientist instead of like a military guy. Like, there's good stuff, and I think stuff that you could launch a whole series of actual real comic books. I hate saying I don't know. I kind of feel bad saying real comic books versus these Earth One graphic novels. Mm-hmm. No, well, I mean, I, I understand are. what you're saying because these are just you know like that I mean? one-off. You might get like yeah. a, a couple of them, but they're not in continuity. Like they're not real. But if they were an Elseworld storyline, like an actual like monthly series, like I would pick this up as a monthly series more so than. And I enjoyed the Green Lantern by Grant Morrison more than you two did, but I wouldn't pick up. I would pick up this more than that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of wish this was the monthly. Like, if this was the Ultimates version of uh, DC to steal something from Marvel, yeah. I think this would be a great be... introduction to it. Yeah, this would and be I mean, an awesome. Basically, like, the arc. Earth One are that. You know, they are the ultimate version of that. It's going to change it a little bit. And um, I like. I thought the same thing as you did, Paul. Where I was like. Oh, okay, this isn't the same. This isn't the same Kilwag, but he's still like I appreciated when they were flying together, and he was still a teacher to 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 Hal. You know, I was like, okay, they're still they're you know they're still they're still making him a teacher. I'm fine. Like I, like I was like I'm fine with that. Okay, it's a different version of of him, and like even the. Um, the woman with the the short haircut, like in the 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 Arissa, like I was like oh, I was Arissa. super psyched to see her because she was back from the the eighties and nineties um, Green Lantern Corps, like she was a character I knew from there, and uh, you know for a split second you see what's his name who has all the arms that gives all the calls out, and then you see Tomar Ray like showing up way late for the fight. <laughs> Uh, so I was just kind of like flipping through and there's like a scene towards the end where like Hal just gives like a ring to an alien he's like is there a green lantern where you come from and they're like me no he's like there is now he's like I don't know how to use this he's like you'll figure it out and if you don't we're here to help like I I dug this like a lot more than I thought I was going to like when I when I bought this that's like I do for most of the trade policy stuff I go to my local comic book store, I buy my trade, across the plaza is my beer store, I go buy some beer, 
I come home, I sit down on my porch. It was really hot out that day. I thought I was just going to sit down, like, read maybe, like, the first, like, 20 pages, and then I have to go back inside. I killed this all in one sitting. Like, it was a solid oh, yeah. engrossing read. Like, I I really dug it. I agree. It, it is, like, one that I... This is something I have been missing from comic books, that obsessive need to turn the page. Mm. And I got it from this. It, it was really enjoyable because of that. Like, I'm like, I need to see what happens next. And I think that's impressive for something like this. And then I'm going to say also the Superman one because I didn't really feel the same about, like, Teen Titans or Wonder Woman or Batman. Mm-hmm. These are characters that we've literally grown up with. Like, we've been watching and reading them for decades now. Like, I'm 36. Like, I've seen Superman and Green Lantern and so much stuff now. It takes a lot to keep me like, okay, like let me keep going and this book had uh, it. I'm thirty seven and I would agree with what you're saying. <laughs> the yeah. next year gives you yeah. the edge on me. Um well I don't wanna It's only an extra couple months. He John actually has a whole year on me. I don't wanna put you guys off, but I'm probably gonna pick uh Wonder Woman Your next trade in policy. Well we've probably got about eight months one. before we get to that, so I'm not yeah. worried. Makes sense. True, true, true. We got a lot of other stuff to talk about. I'm going to be put off by that. And if you guys aren't put off by what we just did as an episode, uh, you can always rate us and review us over at. Well, iTunes is going to be shut down soon, so I don't even know anymore. A podcast on a, I, on your iPhone? I don't. I don't know how you're going to work it. Yeah, we, I we didn't talk about that. They're... iTunes going away after uh, what is it? Twelve or fourteen years? Yeah, they're splitting it off into uh, three different apps, one for music, one for television or video, and one for podcasts. So, hey, uh, if you're subscribed to us on iTunes, uh, look out for that and keep us subscribed. Yeah, you'll still be able to find a way to rate and review us, however you have to do it. Just just do it. Wherever, whatever uh, podcast catching, you know, app you use, you can rate and review us there. And if if we're not on it, let us know because we'll do that. Yeah, and you know if you want to check out the show notes for this episode or any of our previous episodes, head over to bagandboard dot com. Email us over at bagandboardcast at gmail dot com. I would love to get some actual comments from people because every day when I go in to do the show notes for the current episode, oh. I have to scroll through and delete all of the like Russian bots. Like, wow, that was so interesting. Click on Cialis.ru for more information. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't know how you're going to get me. It's not that way, though, mm-hmm. Russian robots. <laughs> 